This week on Let's Connect, this is a practice and there are going to be times where you're sad or upset or in the lower emotional field and it's okay to feel those feelings, but how do we change it in the long run, in the long game, is to start telling ourselves a new story. And that story, one of the things you might consider is bringing gratitude in. You know, the question of what am I grateful for? Welcome to Let's Connect. My name is Keith McPherson, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me for this next episode. Let's Connect is a podcast that interviews people from all walks of life who have inspiring stories to share about who they are and who they're becoming. As a life coach and someone who's genuinely curious about connecting with people, spirituality, mindfulness, and what this world is all about, I'm here to ask powerful questions, share my insights as well, and to really connect on a deep level to help us all grow in awareness of who we really are. So sit back, relax, and let's connect. COVID-19. It's almost impossible these days to be in conversation without speaking about the impacts of COVID-19. We've all been affected by it in our world, and it has changed the way we are as humanity. It's just so amazing to me that this all started by apparently somebody that was eating a bat in China and affected the whole world. I mean, to think that it just started with that one person um, and now has rippled out and affected all of us, it just shows me how we're just so connected. And I think this is really important as we, we move into this conversation today about COVID, is to remember that we are all in some ways being brought together in this shared experience of navigating the challenge of COVID. So welcome to the podcast, everybody. Today, I want to just spend today sharing some thoughts, some insights, maybe some tips and tools as well about how to have the mindset around COVID-19 that's going to help you move through it. I've been coaching re recently a number of clients who are feeling very challenged by COVID, feeling quite down and depressed by COVID. You know, um, all the patterns and routines that we were used to pre-March 2019, a lot of them have just completely been shaken up and stirred. Many of us are working from home in a, a new environment that we're not used to for our workplace setting. Um, many of us have children at home because the schools are out of operation. Many of us are feeling the strain and stress of finances not being the way they used to be and just feeling really stressed about employment. And it goes on. The list just goes on. Our health. Let's just talk about our health right now with this pandemic. And just also the implications of feeling so distant and separate where we can't even reach out and shake a hand or give somebody a hug. These are really challenging times to navigate. And if you're feeling down, you're not alone. I find it so interesting in these times that, you know, although we're so challenged, there's something in it all that, at least one perspective, there's something in it all that is good. And one way of thinking about this that has really worked for me is to realize that the world is giving birth to a new way of being. I heard this perspective from Dr. Bruce Lipton, who is an incredible biologist He's written a number of books called Your Biology is Your Belief. He's a real scientist guy. He also wrote a book called The Honeymoon Effect, and he was speaking about biology in connection with relationship. And I was listening to an interview of Bruce recently where he was talking about the implications of COVID and the pandemic, and he used the analogy that the world is literally 
giving birth right now. And he said, you know, birth, although the movies make it out to be quite glamorous, that all of a sudden a baby's born and we're all happy, but pre the baby arriving on the planet, it can be really messy. Let's just face it, birth is messy. There's blood and there's pain and there's, um, I have to say as a man, <laughs> I have no idea how painful it is to give birth, but I can only imagine the mess and the pain and the struggle and the challenge of going through birth. And he used that analogy to compare it to how our world is right now in this fluctuation and in this transformation from one way of being into a new birthing of another. And right now we're in a mess. We are in a mess and it's really messy to be navigating these times, you know, whether you're working from home or you have kids at home or you're worrying about your finances, the world is not what it was before. And so as Bruce was talking about this, he was just saying like part of the practice or a mindset to consider is if we think about this as the world is being reborn right now. And no matter how you draw the dice or roll the dice, birth is messy. Birth is challenging. It takes a lot of struggle to move from one way of being to another. And to be honoring that process is an invitation to move into allowing ourselves to be with all the feelings to just allow ourselves to be with all the uncomfortableness, to be with the sadness, to be with the pain, to be with the curiosity. Um, and I think this can be really challenging because so many of us have been hardwired in our culture to have to figure it out. We're up in our conceptual minds trying to analyze, trying to um, push or pull away from feelings. I think that it's so interesting in a time like this that uncomfortable feelings are almost a given. We're going to feel the pain of the world. Just this week, I woke up one day and I was feeling some real heaviness, some real sadness, and I didn't know what it was about. I just felt sad. And my first inclination was to push the sadness away and just start working and getting busy. And as I was reflecting on that a little later in the day, I realized that it was actually me avoiding um, the pain that was there. And what was the pain about? For me, the pain was about um, feeling the pain of the world. And although I don't know everybody's story around COVID, there's a collectivity right now or a connectivity right now. And it's very easy, especially if you're an empath like myself, to pick up on the energies that are going on. It's not a bad thing. In fact, it's important to feel everything right now and to allow ourselves to process it. Um, but like I was saying, our conceptual mind so often wants to shut it down by getting busy and just working through it or, you know, head down to the grindstone and just work your way through it. Don't feel these feelings. In every single moment, have you noticed that we're either working towards feeling a certain emotion or we're pulling away from an emotion we don't want to feel? Even just right now, notice wh which um, part of the spectrum you're on. Are you moving towards an emotion you want to feel or are you pulling yourself away from something you don't want to feel? I think in the mindfulness framework, this becomes really, really crucial. It's awareness. It's, it's a crucial practice of awareness. How am I feeling? And will I allow myself to feel what I'm feeling without trying to fix or change or conceptualize it? And when we allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling, the emotion moves through us and there's a lift. There's actually, speaking of rebirth, there's a new way of being. 
have you ever noticed like after a really good cry, right? After a really good cry, which for me, honestly, is quite rare, but when, after I cry, I love crying, even though I'm terrified of crying. After a good cry, there's a lift. You feel this sort of lightness or this feeling of free again. All of that stress and anxiety that was pent up inside was able to release. And I think it's just such a natural thing to allow the emotions to flow through us. And at this time in, in the world, at times we're not going to feel happy. And it's okay to allow yourself to feel the emotion of sadness or the emotion of frustration or anger. I think that's really, really normal and human and natural. So my first tip here in terms of dealing with COVID is feel all your feelings. Let them just be without trying to change or fix them. Now you might be going, well, that's really nice, Keith, but how do I actually feel my feelings? Like I'm, I'm a conceptual person. I'm an intellectual person. I, you know, some of you listening definitely like me, I've, I've, I've only been growing into feeling my deep feelings as of late, um, tend to be wired intellectually. So how do we bring ourselves into the, the experience of feeling our feelings? I'm just going to give you a little bit on this today. One of the ways that I've found really helpful is to get present with what I'm feeling in my physical body. If I'm only up in my head thinking about the feelings, uh, I don't feel them. I just become aware of them. It's like, oh yeah, I'm sad right now, but I'm not feeling any tears coming on. You know, <laughs> It's like my mind kind of checks out from letting the emotion be felt. So one way to do it is to just, even right now, just to take a moment to get present by taking a deep breath. Right? And then just to get curious, like to focus your attention to your physical body for a moment. Just notice. What are the sensations you're feeling in your body currently? Like where in your body do you feel the most sensation right now? And where in your body do you feel no sensation right now? So for example, I'm just noticing that my heart and my chest in this very moment, and maybe even up into my throat, feel like there's some sensation there. I'm just becoming aware of it. And as you become aware of the sensation in your body, just take another breath. And just watch. Like just observe it without trying to change or fix or analyze it. Just let the sensation, wherever you're noticing it in your body, be exactly as it needs to be without judgment. And as I'm watching the sensation in my heart and my chest right now, it kind of feels like a little bit tingly. And it kind of feels, if I notice, um, it feels a little bit heavy. And it's sort of a lukewarm temperature. So these are just ways that you can start observing sensation in your body and feeling is just start with like, is there some movement or sensation there? Is there a temperature to it? Does it have a weight to it? And as you just start noticing all of that, um, notice as well, is there any kind of feeling associated with the sensation you're noticing? Like mine has just a little bit of a sadness and I'm just going to let that be here for a moment. My inclination is to want to go and figure it out and go, well, this sadness is because of, but just to notice the sadness, right? Just to be with that and to let it move through. This is how we start becoming aware of our feelings and also allowing ourselves to feel them. 
is to actually check in with the body. Because it's been said that our body plays host to all of our emotions and feelings. So when we bring our awareness into the body and just observe it versus, versus trying to uh, analyze or interpret it, it's how we start feeling and processing. So that's um, a very brief overview of how do I feel my feelings if I'm more intellectually inclined. But in this time of what we're going through with the pandemic, I think it's just so crucial that we become practitioners of feeling our feelings and just accepting ourselves for whatever it is we're feeling. I'd also encourage you to um, create space and non-judgment for those around you. It's so, um, we're so quick to, you know, tell people, oh, you'll be fine. And we just, you know, we just kind of brush off what they're feeling. But to hold space for people in this time, to let them feel what they're feeling without trying to change or fix it is another tip in, in terms of how do we deal with the, the sickness of COVID right now is to just be more accepting of our family and our friends and, and to be better listeners. You know, when I'm listening to people and I'm not trying to judge uh, what I think they should do, or if I'm listening to people and not trying to fix or solve their problem, I find that in those moments, um, just allowing them to feel and be with and just even a head nod and not having to say everything back or think about what I'm going to say next. It's one of the best gifts we can give each other right now during this time of COVID is to just be present to each other in a place of acceptance and non-judgment. So that's another tip. So number one is to feel your feelings, allow yourself to feel the feelings. And number two is to just accept and allow as best you can other people to feel their feelings as well without trying to change them or fix them or brush them off. I think that is one of the best gifts we can give each other during this time. Um, sick of COVID. You know, I was talking to a really good friend of mine the other day and she was just saying, I am just so frustrated and angry with the way that our society is dealing with COVID right now. I mean, come on, seriously. Um, you know, having to shut down schools and just having to not go to the grocery store without a mask. I'm just feeling so frustrated about it. And I can totally relate. I've been feeling some of that frustration myself. You know, I was at the gym the other day that's, I'm knocking on wood, still open. And I, we all have to wear masks. And I think that's a really healthy preventative thing. But I was on the treadmill jogging with a mask on, going like eight kilometers an hour on this treadmill. And I felt like, so uncomfortable with this mask on. And while I was doing that, I was so frustrated. And I understand why we're doing it. I mean, it's, of course, we need to be safe and we need to protect um, our, our world and our communities from, from this infectious disease. But on another level, just I was feeling frustrated. So I was talking to my friend and she was also feeling frustrated. And I've been reflecting on that since our conversation. And uh, just a third thing that came to me around how do we deal with COVID and these times that we're in. And the third thing was um, based on a Hawaiian principle called Ike. I-K-E. Ike. Ike means the world is what you think it is. Ike. The world is what you think it is. And for those of you that know my work in the mindfulness field, um, this also is based on a principle in mindfulness called everything begins as an inner dream. The world is what you think it is. Everything begins as an inner dream. And just to start becoming aware of what are you thinking about on a regular basis? What are the thoughts and stories you're telling yourself in your mind? 
because the thoughts are really where everything originates. If you hear the word imagine and slow it down, there's two words in there. Image in, imagine, right? What are the thoughts that are taking place in your imagination, in your image in? Are these thoughts building you up or beating you up? And when I reflect back and think about my time at the gym the other day where I was just so frustrated with the world and having to wear my mask while I'm on the treadmill, I realized in retrospect that I was having a thought form of that was not building me up. It was beating me up. And I think it's fine that I was frustrated. And I, you know, to go back to point one, to allow myself to be with the frustration is actually a healthy thing. But to also notice that where was that frustration coming from? It was originally from a thought in my mind of starting to think about all the things that are not working out right now in the world. So to even go a step before step one, so to speak, is to start becoming aware of what are you thinking about? Where are you focusing your attention? And if your attention is on, oh, I have to wear a mask while I'm on the treadmill at the gym, or, oh, my kids are home from school again today. This is going to be such a challenging day to work, or there's not going to be enough money coming in, which are, are legitimate things to feel. But when you catch yourself in a thought form that starts spiraling out of control, Just remember that the world is what you think it is, and everything begins in the imagination. So could you explore another way of thinking about these things? You know, um, so for example, at the gym while I was on the treadmill, you know, instead of getting so frustrated about having to wear this mask while I was on the treadmill, why not just tune into the space of, and here's the entryway, gratitude. Why not find one thing to be grateful for there? And when I think about it now, I'm just so grateful that the gym is even open right now in my community because I know a lot of places the gym is not open. And it's just been such a great opportunity to work out some of this stress and anxiety is to get on a treadmill and to run. I mean, it just feels so good after a run, even with a mask on. I mean, it's not ideal, but even with a mask on, I'm grateful. So this idea of changing the thought story in your mind which is not always easy. I know I'm just talking about it and to practice that when you're in a moment can be so hard. But if you can just become aware of you are the story you're telling yourself regularly, um, you can change it. You can actually start changing it. And it might not be in that moment. And there are, let's, it's not about being perfect. This is a practice. And there are going to be times where you're sad or upset or in the lower emotional field. And it's okay to feel those feelings. But How do we change it in the long run, in the long game, is to start telling ourselves a new story. And that story, one of the things you might consider is bringing gratitude in. You know, the question of what am I grateful for? Robert Holden, one of my favorite coaches of all time on the planet, asks the question, the inquiry question, what is one way that life is loving you right now? I love it. I mean, just be with that question for a minute. What is one way that life is loving you right now? How would you answer that? For me, life is loving me right now because I get to have this conversation with you and process some of these thoughts about COVID. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, I'm going to share another one. I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba. It's November and uh, I look outside and there's no snow yet, which is a blessing. It's been so warm here the last few weeks and That's one way life is loving me right now. So just even start noticing as you start thinking about what's one way that life's loving me right now, that can totally shift everything. 
The whole day can change when you start tuning into gratitude and inquiry that moves you in the direction of building yourself up versus beating yourself up, right? So step one, allow yourself to feel what you're feeling no matter what it is. It's not bad to feel the lower emotions. It's healthy to do that. It's a great release to do that. Accept yourself for where you're at. It's okay. Number two, let's hold space for others to be exactly as they are without trying to change or fix them. And number three, this practice of thoughts become things, the world is what you think it is, start telling yourself a new story of gratitude. And not as a remedy to change or fix uh, point number one I'm making. Feel the feelings, but then move into a place of gratitude after. After the good cry, after the angry outburst, take a moment in that space or that lift to go to a good place, to reset the pattern. I think that's one of the most powerful places we can change um, the way that we're being in our behavior is after we actually feel an emotion flow through us. There's like a lift, there's an opening, there's a freedom, there's a chance to reprogram who we're being in that moment by telling a good story consciously. So this is really a combination of your conceptual mind telling a good story and allowing your body mind and your emotional uh, intelligence to feel the feelings. I, uh, I hope this has been helpful for you guys. This is just a little bit of a perspective on just some ways of thinking about COVID-19 these days and hopefully some tips and tools that will help you during this time. If you're looking for additional support, uh, I'm always here for a conversation. You just have to reach out to me at keithmcpherson.ca, whether it's, uh, you know, maybe you need a coaching session. There's also some really great mindfulness tools and um, practices at my site that can help you during these times as well. But let's, uh, let's make a pact with each other to be kind to one another and to be kind to ourselves and to be gentle with ourselves these days because this hasn't been an easy time. The world is giving birth to a new way of being. And I believe, and I'm gonna tell a good dream and story, I believe that that new way of being in the world in the long game is gonna bring us closer together. We're going to learn something through this. We're going to learn what it means to be human beings having this temporary experience on the planet. I think we're also waking up spiritually. Um, my wish and dream for our planet is that we become even more realized in the place of we are spiritual beings having this temporary human experience. I'm going to finish off the podcast today with um, a prayer that I absolutely love. It's a prayer that I say every morning during my meditation practice. It's uh, called the Prayer of St. Francis. And for those of you that are unfamiliar with St. Francis, he, I mean, I've just learned a little bit about him. He was a pretty amazing guy. He was in a place of peace and so much so that the animals would actually gather around him and come to him. You know, when you eliminate all fear and anxiety, uh, he become peaceful. And I think St. Francis really was somebody that embodied this in a holy way. And so this prayer of St. Francis that I'm going to read to you, I think it's um, a really relevant prayer right now because it reminds me that we have the opportunity to be spiritual beings on the planet and to serve each other in these times and to serve ourselves as well uh, from a place of remembering who we really are. So I'll leave you with this prayer. Make me a channel of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring your love. Where there is injury, your pardon. And where there is doubt, 
true faith in you. Where there's despair in life, let me bring hope. Where there is darkness, only light. And where there's sadness, let me bring joy. Grant that I may never seek so much to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. It's in pardoning that we are pardoned. It's in giving that we receive. And it's in dying that we are born to eternal life. That's my favorite line of the whole prayer. It's in dying that we're born to eternal life. So there's a lot to process just in that prayer. Maybe we can even do a podcast just and break down that prayer a little bit more and unpack it. But that, that final line, it's in dying that we're born to eternal life. Are you willing to let go, to unattach from all the fear and anxiety and stress and worry and guilt and shame and doubt and be liberated in realizing that there is, an, there is like an eternity, an eternity to you, a spiritualness to you that transcends the physical form. If you can even get a glimpse of that, uh, you will find that there's transformation in that practice. And the, the steps that I've mentioned today are ways to connect spiritually to that eternal space. That's a lot to, to be with, so I'm going to leave you at that. And I want to thank you guys so much for joining me this week on Let's Connect. I am so grateful for all of you tuning in and listening and for your comments and questions. Uh, thanks for being part of my community. And until we meet again, everybody, be well, be safe. And I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Let's Connect. All right, well, that concludes another episode of Let's Connect. And I hope that it's inspired you as much as it has me. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember to subscribe to both the YouTube channel and the podcast channel. And I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Let's Connect. Thank you.